serious trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe is there. Yo, Joe! If you're an 80s kid like me, you know that battle cry. You've undoubtedly yelled it as your fearless G.I. Joe action figures clashed against the evil Cobra Commander and his gang of evildoers. There's not much more American than the good versus evil clash of the G.I. Joes. But long before the cartoon graced my childhood TV screen and my little plastic army men with their jets with missing windshields strafed my backyard, G.I. Joe was there for a whole generation who was in need of some patriotic inspiration. The original use of the term G.I. could be an episode all in itself. It goes back to the beginning of the 20th century. Military trash cans and buckets had G.I. stamped on them which simply stood for galvanized iron, the material they were made from. By World War I, GI had come to include all military-associated products. And, like in our Uncle Sam episode where the U.S. stamp turned into Uncle Sam, GI began to take on a new meaning of government issue or general issue. And very quickly was the new nickname for our boys on the front lines. It's easy to see the connection from there to the Joes. Boys don't play with a lot of dolls. And parents don't buy their sons a lot of dolls. This presented a certain issue for toy makers aiming to market dolls to boys. The answer? Action figures. Or as Hasbro proudly stamped on every G.I. Joe box, America's movable fighting man. A giant 12-inch action figure with 21 articulating parts, cloth, camo fatigues, and a rifle. Debuted in 1964. In that first year alone, millions were sold. Now, the original run of G.I. Joe's had four different figures, one for each main branch of the military, Army, Navy, Marines, and the Air Force. G.I. Joe's became an instant hit, and while girls had their Barbies to dress up and play with, the boys now had their Joe's. In 1970, as the U.S. involvement in Vietnam lost more and more public support, and other toys began making competing action figures, G.I. Joes began losing popularity and were retired for a time. Later, in the mid-70s, Hasbro brought them back in an 8-inch version and dumped the soldier for what they called land explorers. Think modern-day Indiana Jones types exploring ancient temples. And in 1978, they retired the Joes again and again brought them back, scaled down to what I grew up with, the 3 and 3 quarter inch figures we have now. With the scaled-down version, Hasbro was able to market vehicles and bases for our heroes. There were tanks and jets, jeeps and boats, and don't forget the ultimate Christmas present on everyone's wish list in 1986, the USS Flag, a 7-foot, 6-inch aircraft carrier. That bad boy would take up your whole kitchen table. To promote the reintroduction of G.I. Joe and the new options that came with them, Hasbro commissioned a series of 30-second animated commercials showing our heroes battling the evil Cobra Commander and his squad of goons. The commercials were so popular, Hasbro launched a cartoon series afterwards, and it was a massive success. G.I. Joe, a real American hero, debuted in 1983. It brought the action figures to life in 30-minute cartoons that saw the Joes face off against the faceless Cobra Commander and his evil thugs. And as the intro let us know, 
G.I. Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. Following this run, they brought it back out in 1989, and every few years we have a new run with our beloved characters like Duke, Shipwreck, Blowtorch, and Bazooka. Who knows? In a few years, maybe my kids will be watching and playing with Space Force G.I. Joes. G.I. Joe was inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame in 2004 and has had several movies recently. And even in back in the 70s and 80s, they had a World Wrestling Federation wrestler, Sergeant Slaughter. And what started out as a marketing company's ploy to convince boys to buy and play with dolls, I mean action figures, has become a favorite pastime for generations of kids playing good versus evil for the stars and stripes. And now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Class dismissed. This podcast written, produced, and narrated by Isaac Goff in wild, wonderful Ward County, West Virginia. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs>